right, moving on to Midsummer. <laughs> um, fuck. All right, yeah, Midsummer's something else. Let's let's read the synopsis for Midsummer real do it. quick. Let's do it. Why don't we? Let's let's do it. Let's get to it. <laughs> pulling it up, pulling it out. A couple and their friends traveled to Sweden to visit a rural, a rural, a rural, 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 hua, uh, hometown's fabled midsummer festival. What begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Brought to you by Ari Aster. Again, yeah. with the pagan shit. Yeah. Love it. He likes well, it. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I just sometimes I say things and I don't really mean them. You know what I mean? Oh, geez. Uh, so. Okay. Midsummer. Alex. Yeah. What's up, cuz? Drew. Um, did you like Midsummer? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Uh, okay. I didn't really. In, I mean, I liked aspects of it. Okay. But overall, no, not my favorite. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Sure, not your favorite. But I wouldn't. I don't. I didn't like it. Because <laughs> like, did you say, dislike it? Uh, yeah. I. I. It wasn't that I disliked it. But I guess I liked like it. it more than I disliked it. So. It. I understand. Yeah. Um. So with that, how would you rate it? Mm, like a six point five. Okay. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah. Yeah. It was that's, still well done. Again. Hey, if you can identify that, I think you, you can appreciate that throughout viewing. Totally. And if you can at least do that, it's still going to be somewhat of an enjoyable experience. Absolutely. There are a lot of things I. I appreciated about this movie. Well, um, oh yeah, go ahead. I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah. Yeah. No. What didn't you like about it? What didn't I like about it? Yeah. Um, the slow pace. Okay. I mean, that was in Hereditary too, but I feel like it was even slower with this film. Mm -hmm. There weren't really a whole lot of moments where I was scared and I was expecting to be scared. That's not the movie's fault. That's my own fault. Sure. But that kind of played into it. I get that. I didn't love the characters. They were just, they were all pretty annoying, in mm -hmm. my opinion. It was, tra I mean, there was tragic at the beginning. And then yeah, yeah. it was, yeah, okay. I don't know. And then every, I think I was confused for a good, like, portion sure. of the movie. Yeah. You have no idea where it's going or no. what it's really about. So what did you like about it? I liked how it wasn't so much of a traditional horror movie where it's dark and it's creepy and mm -hmm. like the gore is really like hard to see sometimes and I don't know it was like light the whole movie almost the whole movie like 90% of the movie was shot in the daytime yeah there's only a, a handful a couple scenes where it's nighttime yeah I really liked that that was a really cool thing I've it, never seen before in a movie that's supposed to be scary yeah know? especially for us who do kind of get scared by watching scary movies it's a nice relaxing uh, effect that we get Right. I'm more calm watching it and I feel totally, you know, feel a little braver, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> okay. Like, like a man. Is that all? Is that all you liked? Um, 
No, I liked the. Uh, he had a really cool effect when they were taking the shrooms or oh, they were doing the drugs, yeah. and they like there was all the wave okay. stuff going on. The like, flowers breathing. The flowers breathing exactly. Yeah, there's. Um, again with cool shots, they did the one on the road when they're heading to Midsummer. Arga. Or um. Arga. Um, Arga. Harga. I'm saying. Are you saying? I. It's. It wasn't Halsingland. Yeah, Halsingland was that where was they ever going? Halsingland. Hey Hans, was it Halsing? He's not listening. Um, I don't think he's back from lunch yet. It's dinner now. I'm gonna punch. Should we fire him? It's not. It's the first episode. We can't. We can't fire him. We can't do that. This is the first episode, episode, technically. This is part two of the first episode. episode. Is that how we want to do it, or do we want to just make it the second episode? This. This is because it connects to the last one. <laughs> this is part two of episode one. Part two of episode one. That's great. But we didn't even establish that it was the first no. episode in the part one. <laughs> I guess we didn't. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, I, I really love that one shot where it was upside down with the heading. A lot of symmetry. And there's a lot of symmetry in it. And it's it's yeah. just pleasing to look at, and it's nice. Yeah. Oh, and when they start tripping, and she's like against the tree, and the weeds are coming yeah. through her her hand. So cool. It's just cool. Yeah. Um, a lot of disturbing images, and and there's images that like still scare me, or like, I wouldn't say scare, but like I think about them sometimes, and like like I just get disturbed by them, like the the sister with the tube in her mouth taped. Oh like, yeah, that's that's really tough for me. Yeah, that's um, pretty bad. And Terry that, or whatever. There's questions I want to ask you about that later um, that that brings up, but yeah. All right, yeah. Is do you have uh? We started with this with the. Um, Can I? Should I ask some questions that I? Yeah, have? I was just gonna say we started this with hereditary. Do you have questions about it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my first question. First of all, what the hell was that? <laughs> you had Snapchatted me uh, when you started watching it, and it was the mural at the very beginning of yes. the movie, and I was like, "Oh shit, here we go. He's gonna yeah. watch it." And it was right in the middle of the day, and I was like, "Perfect." Yeah. And then I wanted like, to watch it while I was light out. Yeah, and then I I knew you were watching it. Uh, you know, still like a little bit later, I'm like, God, I wonder where he's at. And then you just like started like sending me like snippets here and there, just like, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, oh, the hammer was too much. Yeah, and, like, just like, what? Much. That was effed. And yeah, like, just it was stuff so like that. Effed. I was having a, I was thoroughly enjoying that. Oh, um, God. Yeah. The, fr- oh, my Lord. My Lanta. Like, when the guy jumps off the cliff and he's still alive. So Duder comes out with a freaking hammer. Boom. Like the one blow was fine. Why exactly, did they keep but then going? They, they went like three more times. They handed it off to the next person. That like caved in the entire face. They split it open, which they showed all of and then like would show shots of it later in the movie, which was like gross. I hate when they do that. I hate that. It's like we've seen I mean, it I, once. You don't need to see it again. We all know what happens. We were there. I was there. My cousin was there. We're all there and it's fine. All right. Hans was not there. Hans was not there because Hans doesn't know what he's doing. Who or what he is. He doesn't even I listen even to these. Know. He probably doesn't even listen to these. I mean, this is the f- second first. I mean, I guess um, that's a good point. He's not going yeah, to Yeah, I mean, like, he even went second, not Hans, the old man who jumped off the cliff. Yeah. And he saw the woman who jumped off. She just went belly, she just belly yeah, flopped. Face and first. that worked. And he's like, eh, I'll, I'll just pencil dive. Yeah, I'm going to pencil dive into the... Fucking idiot. Idiot. Deserved to die. Well, okay, my next question why were the sacrificed college kids uh put in scarecrows or like put 
like stuffed with hay when they were put into the sacrificial barn you know it was like their heads were like on top of these scarecrows yeah um it wasn't well, like their bodies some of them were it kind of yeah it, it they all died differently and so that mm. allowed for creativity with <laughs> stuffing them um i think honestly i think it was just so it'd burn easier that makes sense because they burned down the they brought down the house at the yeah. end there jeez um whoop, whoop. okay i don't know man i'm not I part guess. of a pagan cult but yeah wow i think it just comes down to efficiency if we've seen anything from these from hereditary midsummers that these these pagan cults are just thorough yeah and they know they're what they're doing thorough yeah you could say that next again. question doctor next question doctor doctor um what was up with the people mimicking everything okay that's the that i do have an answer for okay that is just the community um behaving as one it's just the vibe sam if you're listening to this you got the vibe (laughs) you got the vibe sam it's just the community like being buckets being there for each other um like acting as one and it doesn't seem it to the viewer but i think to the character danny who pretty much experienced that yeah um it's it helped her yeah she i got a sense of that that community and like what she was experiencing through that community that gave her more attention and therapy it gave her more release Mm. than she had experienced that we saw throughout the whole movie and it was these strangers yeah and i think that's just because how their community works is when the man jumped off the cliff and he wasn't dead yet he was screaming in pain and everyone else like was trying to feel his pain to help maybe soothe him or to act as one in the community hive mind type deal um yeah i think so that's that was my interpretation and i think it's even for danny a newcomer it, it ended up working gotcha um another question i had why was danny smiling at the end you know i that that's that's up for interpretation yeah as is pretty much everything mm-hmm. in the movie but i think she was like she found a sense of freedom or belonging hmm. and when what's the boy christian. christian when christian was in that bear in the barn i, I was gonna ask you about that okay christian in the bear good fit or bad fit <laughs> I mean, it was better fit than anything he wore in that whole movie. So, damn, that's kind of harsh. I mean, very true. It's more. It's definitely a more expensive coat than anything yeah, he's wearing. So, I think that when he burned, um, that was her last connection to the outside world, true. the world outside of Harga. Mm-hmm. So, I think at that point, she was free and she was herself. She was alone by herself. There's themes of codependency. Yeah. Throughout the movie. And it was her being dependent on Christian, even though he wasn't really that way for her. Right. And so at the end, he's gone. Yeah. For good. Yes. And so she doesn't need him anymore and she can't have him anymore because he's gone. Yep. So she's pretty much on her own or at least supported by the community where she feels belonging and that I think she's just like, you know, screw it. F it. Like, I'm here. This is... You do you, Danny. Yeah, I guess. And I think she just reveled, is that the right word, in the hmm. situation. Sure. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, he was also just a trash boyfriend. Do you do you think do you think he deserved to die? 
I don't think because he was a shitty boyfriend. No, I don't think anyone deserves to die because they're not good in a relationship. If he like when did it tried to kill her, then yeah, maybe. But when did it click for you that he was a bad boyfriend? Um, when he sprung up the trip on her, and she had no idea that (laughs) they were going to Sweden for forty-five days, and. He was leaving in two weeks, and he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go. Or like, yeah, this is a trip that's happening, and we've all been yeah. talking. This is like the first time I heard about it, and I didn't even know. And she's like, oh, you have a, you got a plane ticket. And he's like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, it, that was kind of it. I feel like I kind of clocked it right away. Really? I mean, he, he was sitting at the group of ta- the table with his group oh, of buddies. Oh, yeah, and they're all, saying, and like, they're all shitting I mean, he's her. like trying to be there for her, but it's only for her sake. It's not for like him right or like she's trying to call him and stuff and he's just like did we have plans to hang and it's just like dude it doesn't i don't know like at that point i'm like well dude like it doesn't matter like you gotta yeah i don't know yeah no i thought that was a terrible response it was and he was like she would like ask him a question he'd be like he was annoyed by everything yeah yeah, i don't know from the beginning i think i was like oh this guy's a piece of shit okay fair enough and i'm not necessarily saying that as like him being a human because yeah sure people will find themselves in relationship positions where they want out or yeah. they feel trapped and like that's fine but he just didn't do anything about it and I think that's mm-hmm. where the fault came in okay but it's hilarious when Pele or mm-hmm. maybe it was the main guy was like yeah how long have you guys been together and he's like oh, coming up on three and a half years and she's like it's been four <laughs> he's like he's what like, really? really yeah forgets her birthday like forgets just their anniversary forgets her, yeah just terrible yeah he, 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 he fucking sucked yeah he sucks did you have any more questions? Uh, not necessarily questions. Comments? Comments. I took notes about just cool stuff. The opening graphic was cool, how it like showed essentially the story mm-hmm. of the entire movie. But also we saw that replicated with the story of love that was on that giant sheet, that giant blanket that like, with yeah. the girl like snipping her pubes, yeah, putting them in the food and then peeing into the drink. And if you look in that scene... She didn't pee in the drink. She didn't? Oh. <laughs> That's why it was a little redder than the other drinks. I'm sorry. Cause... No, that's okay. Oh, um, You were oh saying... God. Oh, that's so gross. Uh, is a, It's a love potion. Mm-hmm. Love potion. Yeah, so anyway, but yeah, exactly. His drink's like a little darker... Than everyone else's. Now uh, I know. Now I know why. Christian gets the shaft. Yeah, he really does. Do you think he got it the worst though? Out of everyone? Yeah. Well, let's see. Homeboy gets his face skinned off. All right, and then Josh gets beaten to death with a club. But that was probably the quickest. Thing about Josh though is like we see his foot. Yeah. Sticking out of the with ground. With like an A marked on it, right? Something like that. But like later when we see him in like the little steeple yeah getting burnt yeah he did have both feet so i don't know if that was like a little goof or because i I did clock that but who knows but you're right yeah he just get he just just gets knocked in the back of the head let's get the names hold on okay josh josh the one who got clocked in the back of the head he was out he was done yeah so he's fine mark mark you know i mean skinning alive is a thing i don't know if that happened to him i don't know if that would have been the best way to do it because these people are effective i think he's dead before yeah. they skinned him yeah and then dude pissed on 
their ancestors. Their ancestral tree. He's like smoking the whole time he's there or yeah. vaping or whatever. And then an interesting tidbit is when they're like all at the beginning, all the girls are like chanting or not the girls, but just the people. They're all mm-hmm. chanting and singing a song. And like, and then um, Danny's like, what game is that? And they're like, oh, it's called Skin the Fool. Yeah. It's like, oh. There's a lot of that throughout. Yeah. Um, Like the foreshadowing and the. Yeah. I mean, we see the whole movie in the opening shot with the mural. Right. But it's it's pretty cool to like rewatch it and maybe catch a little bit more yeah. but yeah i mean the uh, bear picture in danny's room yeah like the giant bear and she's like yeah like a girl with yeah. a crown on kissing its forehead yeah like saying goodbye or whatever i don't know yeah the yeah. whole life cycle you're a mentor from ages 54 to 72 and at 72 that's when you jump off the cliff yeah. i guess i got some interesting uh notes and i have another trivia game which I think I want to do a little differently. I think I just want to go category by category since some of them relate. Let's do it. But some notes, some director notes from Ari Aster. Yeah. Um, he said that um, it's a folk horror movie. Folk? Folk. Folk. Yeah. Folk. Like a folklore. Like a fork, but with an L. Like a fork, but with an L. F-O-L-K. Folk. Got it. It's a folk horror for every like visitor. But for Danny, it's like a fairy tale honestly yeah like i know she experiences like some bad stuff there but all in all she has a great time and she makes it out alive and she's yeah. like a member of the community so like she's actually having a great time everyone else is just not yeah everyone else is getting a blitz. and she was the one who just like you know just tacked on yeah the group at the end i so, know pretty pretty funny ari aster also said the community is a manifestation of danny's will I, I, I think it's kind of, I think we touched on it a little when we were st- talking about like them, like the community, yeah. uh, yeah. breathing or yelling Empath- with like empathizing. And exactly. Like, yeah. I think it's kind of that a little bit where there's that sense of belonging and mm-hmm. this is what she needed and these demons and bad things in her life, like Christian and yeah. these Christian's friends who are like not really her friends and like talk shit behind her back. They're just gone and stuff. Yeah. He also says that he looked at this film like an 80s high school film really yeah so where there's the girl who's dating the wrong guy and then there's like mr Wright, who's her friend and he's trying to like tell her this whole time and see his side of things and that's kind of like his basis for that that is very interesting i wouldn't have expected that no he hides it really well but you can kind of see it i do you know from a distant perspective my question is with simon and coney or connie connie they were um you don't you don't know what they're about well they were like exchanged or no they came from like england or yeah they were separate from the group okay Um, but they were just also there well pele brought the group we know right so someone else brought his brother maybe brother well yeah that's the thing is quote unquote brother it's like good point they're all brothers somewhat related there i guess yeah but when they reach a certain age, they leave the community to experience the world and learn, And but they always come back. Hmm. And so when they bring people back, it's for visiting or for sacrificing. Or for or reproducting. Yeah. Reproducting. Yeah, man. Reproducing. Um, they keep, what was the one thing he said? Like, we keep our bloodlines clean, so we have to bring in outsiders. Yeah, otherwise they were just, they would, everyone would end up like... Um, Ruben. That was my other question. What was the deal with Ruben and like painting over that like scripture, that book that they follow and they interpret? Yeah. The uh, the 
the pagan cult that we're talking about yes here, the pagan cult believed reuben who's a is a product of incest yeah they said his mind's unclouded from that's right uh from things uh clouded people wouldn't see or experience mm. so they believe he has this perception that no one else can really see okay and so they purposely made reuben for that reason and so they then try to interpret his finger painting and then they write the scripture and that oh. is like their bible basically yeah so i mean if that doesn't sound crazy to you then <laughs> maybe maybe harga is the place for you yeah there you go um that's just how they did things and Man. that's how they I, i'm assuming have always done things and they're just continuing it there whack okay um, yeah. I had another question. They're like coming to me. Yeah. Uh, when Josh goes into that room mm-hmm. to like try to steal that book, yeah. Ruben's there watching him, but someone else hits him over the head and kills him mm-hmm. wearing Mark's face. So I believe Ruben was, I think Ruben is wearing. I don't think it was Ruben. It wasn't. Because you could see Ruben's face, but like you turn it and it looked Uh-oh. like Mark, but he... His... You know, there, there's someone wearing Mark's full skin. Full skin? Yeah, it's his like full skin and his face, I, I believe. Okay, because his Johnson was cut off, if you looked. I thought it was there. Was it, was it cut gone. off? Well... At least it was like a big... Oh man, I don't know. I wasn't really looking at the Johnson. Okay, well, um, I was the face is so disturbing. The yeah. skinned face. I was. I actually was just looking at that. But yeah, yeah, man. I just it, it was bad news when they arrived, and they yeah they, the people you you said this earlier when mm. you said uh, things you liked and didn't like about it. You didn't yeah. like the characters, and yeah, essentially, yeah, you you didn't care about them, and I completely agree with you. I think they were all just assholes. Yeah, Danny was the only one. Yeah, but uh, Christian obviously sucks. Um, he's he a sucked. terrible boyfriend and a terrible friend. He tried yeah. to steal the tried to steal um, the, the the thesis the thesis from Josh. And then he also said after Josh stole the book, which was just the community covering up killing Josh. Oh, he said that I'm not friends with him and we disassociate like any relation. It's like, dude, that's your that's like your buddy. Yeah, you know? I know. It's an asshole. And then Mark, he was just a dick. Yeah, just he didn't want to be there. He, he didn't. He like hated Dan, and, Danny. Yeah, and then it's like Julian. Josh up. was just like a pretentious. He came across to me like a pretentious uh, know-it-all. And yeah, I don't. It just he rubbed me the wrong way. And he's I just, like taking notes on like every little tiny uh, detail. Yeah. And, and it's like he doesn't really care about the community. He it's, he's, he's just there to learn and like yeah, dip, just like, to write a dissect them and yeah. Yeah, experiment on them. I don't know, which didn't make me mind watching them die. The that's way they that's did. harsh. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not saying I didn't not enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm saying like when they died, I wasn't like, oh no. I was like, eh, yeah, well, kind of figured. Yeah. Saw that coming. Yeah, shouldn't that's have pissed what you on get. the ancestral tree. Yeah. You know, shouldn't have like snuck could, in and take pictures of the book when they said you couldn't. Yeah, Duder could have gone whiz. Anywhere. Could have gone anywhere. 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 They're in the middle of a forest. And he's like, oh, I think I'll walk over to that dead tree with what looks like powder ash. I don't know. I think that was I think this is the, the right place. No, it was. It was ashes. Right? Yeah. No, because they, they had like the, the, thing the right metal the sheet underneath the they fire pit. the people. And yeah, they, just bring it out. Yeah, no, shit. it's efficient system. I, do they have outhouses? Do they have uh, something? No. Where do they? Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they do but, their business. It's none of my business. Yeah. That's for sure. So Danny was the only one I really cared about anyway. I'm glad she was okay in the end. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I I'm think she, she, she made it out. She is a... You know what? She's a winner in this scenario. Be I like, agree. Be like Danny. Be like Danny. When in doubt. When in doubt, be like Danny. Yeah. Any more questions come to mind? None at the moment. All right. Um, Hans, you got any questions or... Uh, just ignoring yeah, us. Still nothing. God. I have a couple notes. I want to hear the notes. I also have like the little trivia game. Yes! Which is yes! Stuff. Yes! Do you want to do that first? Oh, yeah! Let's do it. I love trivia. This love one's trivia. a little different than Hereditary, just based on the categories 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 i have more information than i do like trivia questions that's, on this one that's great but i think midsummer is just packed with so much interesting like history and mixing of cultures and yeah stuff like that that it's like well is any of this real mm. which probes the question i'm not saying that there's pagan well i'm not saying that harga is a real place where that stuff's happening i'm just saying that they're it could have at one point. Sure. All right. Anyway, I don't. We have, okay, we do have a returning categories numbers. Yes. I love numbers. Love them. They never, <laughs> runes. Runes. R-U-N-E-S is another category. Okay. Okay. I gave foreshadowing its own category. Nice. And more fun facts is just a little bonus category. So let's start with numbers for 100, please. Okay. Uh, what was the runtime in minutes? For this movie. 147 minutes. I have 148 minutes as my answer. I'm going to give you 200 points for that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, fun fact, the director's cut is 172 minutes. Are you kidding? No. They did have a four-hour cut. What? And then they had to cut it down to three hours, and then eventually had to trim it down to the theatrical cut. Four hours yeah, of Ari, content. Yeah, Ari Aster did say that the longer the movie, the more like character backstory and like character um, motivations. Yeah. Uh, we really got. Yeah. And I, I get that, but I still feel like I feel like there was enough for what we saw. I agree. He also did say, and I thought this was pretty funny, that this film does not deserve to be three hours long. That's hilarious. I mean, I does it have business being that long? No, it doesn't. I don't doesn't. think so. It doesn't. There's not enough context. Yeah, because all of it is kind of just based there and what we see happen there. Yeah. So, nice. Well done. Uh, numbers for 200. Um, do you think the budget for this movie was higher or lower than his first movie, Hereditary? I'm going to say it, higher. It was actually lower. Really? It was $9 million estimated. Wow. So and his first million one was less. 10? Yeah. And like I said, it's estimated, so it could be. Who knows? $9 million? Yeah. Wow. He does a lot. He does a lot with what he's got. He really does. Uh, numbers for 300. What was the worldwide gross? For Hereditary, it was, I think, 80. 80. 80 something 83 um i'm gonna midsummer i'm gonna say 92 about half that it was 49.8 wow so unfortunately it didn't do as well i think it did pretty well internationally okay uh i i saw this one in theaters you did yeah how was that experience it was it was kind of brutal we went to see a comedy show in downtown Seattle. Yeah. And then... Where we are now. And it was pretty late at night, but we weren't really ready to head home, so we hit a bar and then saw yeah. a showtime for this, so we 
went to the theater and it was like the very last showing. It was like a 11 o'clock showing or something like that. Sure. And then we watched this freaking movie and it was just, I, I really did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I really like it personally. Okay. But watching it the first time, like it just creeped me out and it was like, yeah. it, whack. it was very interesting to watch in theaters. Yeah. So any of his other movies coming out, I, I will have to make myself go watch. Wow. I think just cause like of the experience. Yeah. Cause seeing it with other people that you don't know, these aren't the most easily acceptable no. and accessible movies emotionally. Yeah. So just seeing what other people think about it Reaction. and how they're yeah handling it is actually yeah. kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Covering their faces and ears and stuff. Yeah. So on what date was opening day for this movie? I'm going to say July 9th, 2019. Ah, you're, you're killing it right now. Really? July 7th. Wow. 2019. Nice. Uh, another nice summer movie. Midsummer. <laughs> Midsummer. Uh, it was released shortly after Hereditary. It was 13 months after Hereditary. That's so, so impressive. He finished Hereditary and started this and finished that. Wow. So for like two years, he's just constantly working yeah. on these. That's crazy. Um... That was numbers for 400. This is now numbers for 500. This one's pretty interesting. Now, bear with me here. Bearing. Bearing. Bear. Christian. Bear. Christian Bear. Ing. <clears throat> he. I think it's a good fit. <laughs> Smash or pass Christian. What? Pass, any, bro. Any He's... guys in the group, who would, you, who would you smash out of any of the guys? If I had to choose one, Josh. Yeah, Josh is good looking. I say Josh. Mark, kinda, the eyebrows, that no, actor. Mark's, no way. Christian just looks like a deadbeat. I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't Josh, put in the work. Josh is intellectual. Does Pele count? I don't know. He creeps me out too much. I would never be with Pele. All right, I respect that. If anyone's gonna, <laughs> if anyone's gonna hook my cousin, <laughs> it's gonna be me out of respect. Out of respect. You know, my he grew up hot. What? <laughs> People are saying you're late. No, like, like trying to make fun of me. You know, trying to get on my nerves. Say, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna sleep with your cousin. I'm going to bed your cousin. And I'm like, if anyone's going to bed my cousin, it's going to be me out of respect. Out of respect. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street, for those of you who haven't seen it, go see it. Go see it. Yeah, um, man. When did that movie come out? Like seven years ago? Own it. We're talking Buy about Midsummer right now. I'm sorry. Sorry. All right. Jesus. <laughs> okay, the number nine plays a big role throughout the festival and the movie. The ritual lasts for nine days. Okay, there are nine lives sacrificed. Okay. Uh, the cycle of life that you were talking about earlier mm -hmm. are all divisible by nine. So at 18 years, uh, you reach the end of childhood. Yep. It's nine times two. And then at 36, you reach the end of youth, which is nine times four. And then, yeah. And then you reach the end of maturity at 54. Hmm. What, how, what, what is that? Six. Yes. Yeah, there's a way to remember and, it. Oh yeah. So go, go ahead. No, that's fine. I know how to do it. No, I know. For viewer, for everyone who's watching, viewer discretion advised. Please watch. I'm not doing this. <laughs> no one's watching. And <laughs> you know, it's definitely not watching. Hans, Hans, Hans is definitely not watching. And then 72 is the when you jump off a fucking cliff. And that's 63. also nine times eight. 72. Nice. Oh gosh, uh, Midsummer has Eight. nine letters in it. Jeez, <laughs> that one's kind of funny. I don't. No, know. it's a recurring theme, though. It's a recurring theme, and that's at what's the, cool about it. At the beginning of the movie, when Danny leaves 
a message for her parents. Allegedly, I didn't fact check this. There Allegedly. are nine answering machine number counts. Really? I guess. Um, huh. So now the reason for that, it seems to be the importance of nine derives from the old myth of Odin. Okay. Uh, Odin is the father of all Norse gods, like Thor and yep. Loki and all that. Um, and he was hung upside down for nine days at the Tree of World, huh. I think, in order to bring knowledge to the world. <laughs> and that then creates Futhark. Futhark? Futhark? Runes his language. I, anyway, Whatever. But that's, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's fun. Okay. <laughs> now we're moving on to the runes category. This gets kind of interesting. I like runes. Um, runes for 100. So we see all of these runes throughout the movie. Okay. This one's, it, it's an, basically an arrow pointing upwards. And it's called the Tiwaz. Tiwaz. Tiwaz? Tiwaz. Tiwaz rune. Tiwaz. And it's associated with the god Tyr and also with masculine power and energy. Christian wears this symbol when he's about to begin the sex ritual. Right. And that shows his male energy. Huh. It also associates with the need to put our causes above our personal desires for the greater good. So it's Christian providing for the cult. The reproduction. Yeah. Also, fun fact, is in their little community bed room. The sex room. No, no, no. The bedroom where they all sleep. Oh, yeah. Also um, weird. Well, they're a tight-knit community. I guess. Uh, above Christian's bed is mm -hmm. a mural that basically shows the sex ritual. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, so he's, he's fucked. <laughs> um, he's the second one we see a lot, it's... Yeah, a, the a, table! Yes. Yeah. Imagine a fish symbol yeah. pointing upwards. It's like a diamond with... Two legs. Two legs. Yeah. And that's the Odal. Odal? Odal rune. Rune. Odal. Uh, yes, we do see the table in this shape when they're being burnt in the little yellow that's building. Right. The Yep. The, the floor. It's on the floor, yeah. Yep. And then we see it, I think, on people's clothes and just throughout buildings. We yeah. see a lot of repetition on these. Okay. But that rune is associated with familial groups and inheritance. Huh. It's believed that Ari Aster uses this symbol to refer to the evil traditions passed down for hundreds of years for protecting their community and family. Anyway, that's what that Whack. stands for. Whack. Um, the next one is a Y with a middle finger. Huh. Um, so it's like a... I yeah. It's like a W with... A, it's like a W on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Algiz rune. Algiz? Algiz. Let's call it Algiz. I like that. <laughs> you like that one, Al? Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> uh... So we see this on the runestone where the elderly couple like cuts their hands and yeah, drag on, on it, and then on they the jump stones. off the cliff. Lemmings. Um, this is an example of a bound rune. So it, a bound rune contains two symbols, basically, okay. uh, that translate to something else. Sure. So it's believed that one of the symbols is, which is an X, mm -hmm. which means gift or sacrifice, is combined with something that looks like a... Kind of like a parentheses, but with squiggly lines instead of... Doesn't matter. Sure. Um, a bracket. If you will. But yeah. the top and bottom lines are squiggly. Yep. Um, Indented. 
uh, that one means a secret ritual. So it's based, this rune basically means like you're giving a sacrifice or giving a secret ritual. Hmm. And that's what they're doing. They're jumping off a cliff. However, a reversed rune is called a Merkstav. Merkstave. 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 Which means the opposite or a negative connotation. So even though this one's right side up, yeah. the stick with the W, if it's upside down, just reversed it, or like an M with a... Anyway, uh, <laughs> upside down, it suggests evil and danger, like welcoming evil. Interesting. And so, And we do see it upside down. When? On that stone that they're worshipping, that they run, run their... You see it upside down? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah welcoming evil runes for 400 it's basically an f uh is that ansu's ansu's rune <laughs> like you fucking know dude i know all these ansu's uh it's associated with leadership divine power and wisdom the old the older lady in the white hair she wears this okay her name's siv so that shows oh. who she is so she's pretty much a higher up leadership yeah last one is uh these are the ones we see relate to Danny the most. The first one's basically an R, mm-hmm. and then the second one is uh, essentially an hourglass rotated 90 degrees. So it's an hourglass on its side. Yeah. Um, and that's the Rado and Dagas, respectively, mm-hmm. runes. Um, they do show up on Danny's dress, okay. uh, more so near the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. The Rado means uh, travel or journey or reunion, but in its inverse, it suggests crisis or death, which is, she has experienced both. Uh, but it can also mean you may be rerouted on your journey to ultimately end up with a better outcome than you had hoped for, huh. which is also what she experiences with this journey. She didn't really know what to experience, but hey, look look at it. Yeah. You're down a boyfriend, but you gained a family. <laughs> and then Dog has the sideways hourglass. Uh, normally means awakening or dawn, but with it turned on its side, it translates to something like hopelessness. Huh. So I think what it reads is like she felt hopeless, but she's gone through this journey and has been like rerouted to a better outcome than maybe she started the journey on. So it, mm. it shows both of like her emotions kind of throughout the movie. Yeah. That's but, awesome. Yeah. There's several other runes and. These are just loose interpretations and just stuff okay. I found on Google, so I, I'm not a credible Still source, very cool. He put a lot of work into that. I mean, it, and when you realize that, it, it really does make it a little bit more interesting. Totally. Um, and I there's, agree. he worked with um, production designers and I believe costume designers from Sweden, so it's all very authentic or it's a mishmash of different cultures, but it's it's all based off something real at mm-hmm. least to an extent so it's it's cool to see um that it's not just you know some american trying to come up with a full core movie like he i think mm-hmm. he did it right and i think yeah. he was even approached by people wanting in europe wanting to make uh, a horror movie based on midsummer wow yeah, so, uh, now moving on to foreshadowing you pointed this one out she has the painting of the bear with her with the crown on it that's yeah. just basically what happens yep the painting is called stackar's Basse, Boss, by Swedish painter John Bauer. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, for 200, I don't know if you saw this, but in the boys' apartment, before they leave for Sweden, there's a framed picture of Scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz on top of the fridge. 
Dang, I missed that. So Scarecrow was afraid of fire. He was made of straw and he would have, you know, burnt quickly and yeah. they all end up that way. Wow. Um, Christian burns alive, surrounded by straw, and then Mark is skinned and turned into a straw doll, essentially. Yeah. So, oh, when the straw's like coming through his eyes. Uh, yeah. <sighs> and Terrible. And then foreshadowing for 300. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to tally up these points, people, because oh, we yeah. most certainly are not. <laughs> Hans, you got that? Uh, shortly, yeah, you got that, Hans? Shortly before the group arrives at Harga, they drive under a yellow banner saying... You said it earlier. Halsingland. Halsingland. <laughs> we are going to Halsingland. It's going to be a very good time. Trust me, my name's Pele, and I do not worship any sort of <laughs> demon or the pagan or anything like that. So it looks like an ordinary greeting sign. It does. However, in fine print, the banner also says, Stop mass migration to Halsingland. Vote for a free north this fall. Really? Yeah. I mean, if I was a guest and I saw that. Stop mass migration. Yeah, I don't know exactly. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable being <laughs> Going uh, there? Yeah, I yeah, don't know. I'd be like, yeah, can we turn around, actually? Yeah, I think it just helps keep the community's secrets. Yeah. And, you know, the visitors get sacrificed. Yeah. So. Jeez. I, that's, I, I thought that was pretty creepy. That is super creepy. Danny hallucinates uh, the plant life. Like when she took Becoming shrooms. Becoming part of her. And um, yeah, it does show that it's basically her like becoming one with the community. Hmm. Because it, it uh, progresses throughout the film. You get vines like on her throne, like react to her movement of her arms and the oh, flowers wow. of her crown breathe. Yeah. And, like in sync with her. Wow. And then, uh, in the final scene, the dress and crown are all made of flowers and it, that like signals her full transition into the community yeah so very so it's not just you know her tripping major major balls she's also you know (laughs) becoming engulfed totally so yeah yeah we talked about the mural for foreshadowing for 500 uh it does show pele in the mural as the mastermind behind the invitation really he's sitting on top of a tree playing like a flute or something i believe Okay. If I'm remembering that right, I have the picture, but I'm too lazy to pull it up. And I think that shows like he's playing the tune for them to get there. And because I wasn't sure about that when I first saw it, like was Pele really behind all of this? Right. I think so. But yeah, he was. He was totally. That was, he that's invited. their thing. They bring people back to. He wasn't sad about any of them dying. He no. liked Danny. Danny, like, I th- Danny would have survived probably either way. But it, it, it was just by chance that she won the competition to become the. May Queen. May Queen. Mm -hmm. You know? And he was, like, obsessed with her. He's, like, super into her. Yeah. He kisses her when she wins. That was, uh... He played the long game. Yeah. You can say that again. Hans, you can rewind that. Hans, can you rewind that for Um, But that just also shows, you know, the the good guy got the girl at the end. Another fairy tale ending. Here's some fun facts for you. Yeah. Uh, Mark has an extreme phobia of ticks. So he wears like socks over his pants. Wow. In the movie. Uh, but like not the actor, like the character does. Yeah, yeah, I remember them talking about it on the hike. Ari Aster actually has a real fear of that. So he was actually wearing two pairs of socks over his jeans to ensure he wouldn't receive bug bites. Wow. It's called entomophobia. Entomophobia. Yeah. Tomon, tomonphobia. <laughs> Fun entomophobia. Fact. Fun facts for 200. 
gosh. <laughs> uh, the film's based in Sweden. Really? But the production costume design have influences from Scandinavia, Slovakia, and Russia. Very cool. But where was it mostly shot? Time's up, Al. Are you hungry? No. Because it was shot in Hungary. Really? Oh. That was a good one. Mm, fun fact for 300. 300. What genre is this film, according to Ari Aster? Uh, it's a breakup film. Breakup film. He was actually going through a breakup when writing the script. Oh, well, that's fitting. Do you think the May Queen dance is real? The May Queen dance is real? What do you mean? Do you think like that's a real that's a ritual that they... No. Actually, it might be. I don't really know. What about the other rituals? Jumping off a cliff? Do you think any of them are real? I don't. I don't know. Maybe there might be cults out there, or just. Sure. Do you think they happen at one point? I'd say yes. Cool. History is pretty messed up. That's true. I got some. I got some info on like all of them that we can oh. go through. Oh man. Let's start with the May Queen. Ugh. It's uh, the traditional Swedish folk song, Hargalaten. <clears throat> <laughs> May have provided some inspiration for this, especially for the selection of the May Queen. The song tells of the Harga dance, which is fitting considering where Danny and her friends end up. It is Harga. Yeah. Um, Halsingland. Halsingland. <laughs> um, although the song was supposedly intended for children, the lyrics are fairly dark. G- give it to they me. They describe how the devil came to town disguised as a fiddler, which Pele is in the mural playing a fiddle. Playing a fiddle. He then made all the children dance themselves until they perished. I do have lyrics available. Ah, uh, can I hear them? <clears throat> Would or you like them? me to sing them? Can you sing them to me? Mm, no. Do you want me to give you a beat? I was going to fast. No, I was going to do it in like a Swedish accent, but Please. I that's I would no, love to do it I, in a Swedish accent. I, that's that's borderline. Uh, Inappropriate, don't you think? Yeah, it's pretty inappropriate. All right, they were. I'm not gonna do it. They were dancing to the Harga song high up on the Harga mountain peak. Tears aren't far off. While dancing, they wore through both body and soul. Sorry, I read Bath and Body Works. <laughs> um, stop your your bow, fiddler. Your bow, fiddler. What? Before we dance, life and soul. And all the bones out of our bodies. Now he won't stop the dance before everyone falls down dead. I'm sure it sounds much more um, elegant in Swedish. Nasty. Yeah, they dance until they died. They dance until they die. Jeez. Wow. Um, and then there was that one thing with the woman that was talking about the black one. That's the devil. That's the devil. Yeah, that was just their interpretation. The other rituals, there's the elder suicide ritual. It's it's not being pulled from historical fact, but it is part of Swedish folklore that people once committed ritual suicide this way, with an audience present. Hmm. Even the hammer that they used to put um, out the guy yep. who pencil dove. Yeah, that um, brought the hammer down. Is a thing called a cudgel, which is a large hammer which is almost exactly like the one in the film. And it, it and there is one in a folk museum in Stockholm. Yikes. And in, look, according to folklore, it would be used to kill an elder member of the family when it was time to pass. Oh, my God. It's a euthanasia. Jeez. The final burning that we see at the yeah. 
in the final burning. Yeah, the, um, the finale. This ritual was likely plucked from supposed pagan German pack practices. Pickle Piper practiced pick pagan practices. <laughs> During the summer solstice, German pagans allegedly built massive bonfires to honor the sun goddess Salus. Sals. These bonfires Souls. also acted as the means of human sacrifice. Uh, the sex wow. ritual. Yeah. Um, yeah. Since people get drunk on midsummer, they also tend to have sex with people they shouldn't have sex with. That in the romantic feel of a beautiful and long night when the sun almost doesn't set used to make March 22nd, nine months after midsummer, the day when the most babies were born in Sweden. Well, it's my mom's birthday. Really? Yeah. It's pretty funny. Damn it, cat! I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> cat, if you're listening to this, you got you got some beans to spill. <laughs> All right, love spells are also common in nearly every witchcraft tradition, actually. Yeah, and they commonly use a form of sympathetic magic, which uses things like hair, nail clippings, and bodily fluids of either the spellcaster or the target to create the desired effect. Period blood. Um. It doesn't, the movie doesn't depict a specific ritual, but it does tie into pagan witchcraft practices. Uh, also looks like young girls could use all kinds of magic techniques in order to foresee who they would hopefully marry in the future or make a boy fall in love. But they were not associated exclusively with Midsummer. You just kind of tied everything nicely up into one little festival. I guess. So that's pretty cool. A festival uh, of sorts. We, we didn't even talk about Simon, but I think he by far had it the worst. Simon? Oh my god, Simon. That was so I I was so confused what was going on cuz yeah. I just saw him like hanging. He's ha- he's suspended from the ceiling with his with petals like in his eyes. His flower petals in his eye sockets. And, yeah, and his lungs, lungs are pulled out from his back and stretched out. And he's still breathing. And he was still breathing. He was alive. I have you ever heard of a blood eagle? No, but I have a feeling I'm about to. You see, I didn't, I knew of Blood Eagle, but I didn't know that that's what it was. So it clicked for me when I read about it. So what happened to Simon was a Viking ritual and it was an execution method called Blood Eagle. In this method, the victims were placed in a prone position. He was suspended and their ribs were severed from their spine from the back uh, with a sharp tool. And then their lungs were pulled out to create a pair of wings. The victim would supposedly be alive and conscious through the process and not die until sometime after, likely from blood loss. It is uncertain if this was actually practiced or just a myth. Um, I did ask a medical professional that I know about this, and (laughs) she says the lungs would collapse due to a lack of pressure. Okay. And that would be even if before that they didn't die from a blood loss or right. shock but i don't know man vikings still vikings pagan stuff too i mean like they're somehow oh. able to keep them alive but that uh. that was by far the worst that was easily yeah that was the worst so that's terrible yeah forgot about Simon. pretty pretty bad oh boy yeah i do Jeez. i do have one question that i wanted to ask you yes so the beginning of the movie we see what happens to danny's family yeah so do you think that was too far? Like in terms of like a tragic thing that happens? Yeah. To yeah. Because that's, that's been a recurring theme in his movies. There's a tragedy. It's like a family tragedy. Yeah. It was, pr- I don't know, man. That was pretty bad. Because 
after seeing it the first time, like it wigged me out and it wasn't, no one wants to see that. No, nobody. But it's, it was one of those things where after watching again, it like, it, it's still terrible, but watching through it, it wasn't as bad as I had remembered. Okay. But still thinking about it, it's like, why couldn't he, why couldn't the family just have died in an accident? Right. Like a, like a car accident. Mm-hmm. I understand that the sister is to blame and then Danny also feels guilty because she couldn't help or she failed to help. Yeah. But I feel like there could have been another way. Yeah. It was pretty wrong. It's pretty bad. It was bad. But I also, who I was talking to about this, they also said that maybe it was necessary to be that traumatic. Bear with me for like American viewers, because Hmm. we don't, I believe they said we're bad at empathy. So it's hard for us to understand what Danny is feeling. Like, sure, we can imagine losing our entire family. Yeah. Like, it's it's terrible. But in having it be done in such an awful way, yeah. does it help drive the point of just how horrific it is? Yeah. It's a good point. I mean, the rest of the movie's effed up, too. So yeah. why, why, why go easy on the first 10 minutes, you yeah. know? But I just... I thought it was, we've never seen something like that before. No, and that it's was terrible. It is. So terrible. I was shocked. Yeah. Like I saw, I saw the pipes leading from it's the garage so into the bedroom. And mm. I was like, that's an awful way to mm. like kill someone. That's terrible. And then it like pans down the hall and you just like sear with it in her mouth. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah. A lot of things in Midsummer are the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah. So, so go watch it right now, kids. So now that we're, we're wrapping up, yeah. uh, please note that. <laughs> yeah, for real. So after talking about it, would you change your rating? Um, or do you still, you, you appreciate what it's about, but it's, you don't really like I it? I appreciate what it's about. I appreciate the level of detail that Ari put into it. Mm-hmm. But part of me, it just thinks like, why make a movie like that? <laughs> it's a breakup movie, Al. I guess it's a breakup movie. Cause, uh... Yeah. I maybe give it like a 6.75 now. All right, you bump now it up th- a little. Now that I know more details. But you, all right. And you liked Hereditary more, and you'd probably I, you'd I, recommend I, that to people. I would recommend Hereditary, and I'd watch it again. Yeah. Would Midsummer you? is not really a movie I'd watch again. I might watch it again to catch things, but I wouldn't watch it again to enjoy it. What about recommending? Would you recommend that to people? or Midsummer? Yeah. Uh, if you're a horror movie fanatic or sure. like you enjoy those, you got to read of, the room. Yeah, exactly. You can't just be like, "Hey, mom, hey, dad, go watch Midsummer." No. I if mean, you're someone who enjoys watching like just messed up stuff, yeah, uh, in in movie form, you, you know? also got to think about when you recommend something to someone, like you're kind of tied to it. Sure. So like, if you recommend Midsummer to someone and they're like, "Cause like Al, that was like, I was, that was like, weird." Fuck you, Al. Yeah. <laughs> Like you, you don't really want that either. So I don't know. It's just a movie, you know. I mean, like whatever. But yeah, I don't know if I'd recommend it because yeah, I mean both. I want to. I'm interested to hear what you would rate it, and if you would recommend it, what would you give it? Um, and Hereditary. I want to hear Hereditary too. I I like your 8.5 on Hereditary. Okay. I think it's one of the better like horror movies I have seen. Yes. I think I'd give Midsummer like an eight. Okay. Fair. Why? I, I think Hereditary is a better watch, um, and I would watch Hereditary more than I would Midsummer. Cool. But that's yeah. not to say I didn't enjoy Midsummer. I really liked it. I just think there's more rewatchability with Hereditary. Totally. Midsummer is really interesting, uh-huh. and there's, 
I've grown to really appreciate it after doing research and learning about some of the folklore. And I think that's really cool, Mm -hmm. but it's just so messed up. It is, you know, and it's so dark that, um, I enjoy it when I'm watching it, (laughs) I guess. Okay. I don't know. Like, I'm not saying I dislike it. I'm just saying that it's, um, I, I think you, I think you made a good point. I wouldn't watch it like frequently yeah um i'm the type of person where i rewatch movies all the time oh yeah so this wouldn't necessarily be one of those but i really do appreciate and enjoy it it's just not one i i can do that yeah hereditary i can't either but i can see myself watching that you know every now and then sure and then and then midsummer every i don't know a couple years maybe every midsummer Uh Um. (laughs) but both movies probe like the darker side Mm -hmm. of humanity Mm mm-hmm but in a serious way. Hmm. So they're like, there are like emotions and themes that we don't see very often. So I think it makes viewers like uncomfortable and yeah, it's, and it's like feels, even though there's cults and all this stuff, uh, it feels like surreal. Totally. It's just so well done. Mm-hmm. Like the acting, it, it just really makes it as real as I think it, possibly could be so it's like you really are experiencing it yeah it's not like you're just watching it so i think it i think the both of the movies really do turn the genre of horror into more of a more of an art form not just like a commercial slasher product so well said you know they're real emotions but they're not the ones we normally see in movies so it's it's tough and it's different you know that that's one of the reasons why i love movies so much is because you do get to feel emotions that you wouldn't if you were just looking at a blank piece of paper. I experienced that a lot with these movies, and I think anyone who enjoys movies and doesn't mind some effed up stuff and some t- pretty bad images to watch it just for the sake of the art form of it and the the seriousness of it. But shit, man, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they're both, I think they're it's, both just so effed up. They are, but I think it's important to, to watch and appreciate different genres of film mm-hmm. because then you really gain... The grasp of I think so. everything that's out there. Without further ado, we do have another CuzPod coming up. Oh, Cousin, My Cousin. Oh, uh, cousin episode my cousin. two. Number, numero dos. We'll have um, episode two, part one, next this time next week. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you. On Oh, oh cousin, cousin, My Cousin. Thanks for listening into the first episode of... Oh, Cousin, My Cousin, join us here next week where we'll discuss the Coen Brothers film Fargo and the movie Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri.